Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, etc., etc. How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Who doesn't love free? And ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. That's right. Free platform, free sponsorship. What more could you ask for? So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, etc., go to anchor.fm slash start, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Please get started. It's all love. This is a great space for the creative Anchor podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. Mic check one two, mic check one two. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> you all good, Mark? You all good, my man? I am good. I'm, I'm great, man. Yes, Ignorant Intelligent Podcast with your host, Thomas Beard, the most jiggy. And, you know, this is going to be a dope episode, not only uh, for the listeners, but me as well, dwelling into uh, the tech field and, and tech business and how to be tech savvy with my guy, Mark. AKA Bearded Tech, you go ahead and introduce yourself to the family, man. Absolutely, man. Well, you just told him I am the Bearded Tech. Um, just a black man in the world of technology, um, just trying to make sure that my people, my black folks, uh, know, you know the benefits and some of the uh, the bells and whistles that come with this this industry or whatever. So that's really it. I'm I'm, I'm really I'm not complicated. <laughs> yes, man, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you go ahead and, and um just tell the people just for starters, you know, what made you want to get into the tech business and uh building apps uh and, and developing an online presence uh just as a young black man being ambitious in the tech field. Uh can you go ahead and elaborate that on that for the guests, please? Absolutely, man. You know, I just I spent most of my uh, my time. I was in the military, uh, and okay. when I was there, they had us like working in the ship's little intranet or whatever. So, I uh, I, I got I got really into like when like I, the iPhone came out, and then you know the whole Android uh, came into play, and so I just got really interested in developing mobile apps. Um, mm. I think what what it was for me, quite honestly, I, be, I mean, my, my whole focus has pivoted just a little bit, but quite honestly, it started out as I saw dollar signs. You know, I saw, <laughs> I saw, I saw a way to make... Their, their ambition of, for that bag. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, everybody got to have their side hustle. So to me, it started right. out you know, it started out for me being more of a side hustle. Like, you know, I can, I can do this. I can do this. I can make this app, make this website, um, get $2,500, just for sitting on my ass over the weekend. So, I mean, that st- stuff like that is what really turned me on to it. But as I got deeper into the industry, um, I started to notice a very disturbing trend. Um, 
I am clearly African American male, very right. melanin, melanin, dark skinned African American male. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> and um, I, st- I was like, you know, I was working for, and I'm not going to put any any name. I'm gonna try not to put any names out there. Right. Co- company A, you know, it's thirty of us, <laughs> and it's like, you know, two black people. Then I start working for company B, and I'm the only black person. Period. And I start working, you know what I'm saying? So the company that I work wow. for right now. That's a disturbing pattern for sure. It, it is a disturbing pattern. So the company that I'm, I'm working for right now, it's, it's an awesome company. You know, I love what I do. Very flexible. Pay is ridiculous. But, you know, between our two, you know, our Atlanta team and our London team, you know, I am literally the only black person, period, on staff. And so I, wow. I to me, it got it got to be a little disturbing because I was like, you know, you always default to stuff that's negative. You always say, okay, hey, well, is it is it my fault as a black man? You know, right. what I'm saying? you know, like, I mean, we always, yeah. you know, not to cut you off, but no, you know, when it comes to our people, you know, we always seem like we have to be the ones. You know, we're not playing victim, but we always have to question ourselves. And you know, I just think that these corporations in these industries, you know, kind of play off of that emotion. You know, they kind of know you're the only one, you know, probably one foot in and one foot out, or you're the only one being represented just so they can have somebody to say, uh, you're representing them for that corporation, you know? Exactly, man. That's exactly how it goes. You know, there's always this in the back of the mind, you know, we got to have something, you know, we can't be like a hundred percent white. (laughs) We got (laughs) to right. We got to have that that one or two, you know, percent. Um, I actually posted something earlier today uh, that talks about like the top companies in the U.S. and you know how their their black representation in their technology fields are like one percent, two percent. You know what I'm saying? And you know we're we're thirteen percent of the population. Like why would you know why why are our numbers so low? So and some of the biggest consumers of these technologies that they output, <laughs> bro. Yes, <laughs> right. exactly. So um, it so what happened was, you know, it, it went from being a money thing for me to, um, you know, you you ever had that like that epiphany, that moment where it's like, man, I gotta do something, I gotta play my oh, part. Man, what have you I? Know, so so I'm I'm gonna tell real real quick, you know, um, it's my nephew, time, man. Yeah, my nephew was, you know, a few years away from graduation, and then leading up until the moment where he was graduating, you know, I was kind of casually like, hey, you know. You know, you should go to college or you should do this or you should figure this out or whatever. So he ended up graduating, um, but he didn't he wasn't prepared and he wasn't aware of all his opportunities. And, you know, I, I tried to, you know, I'm his uncle, so I'm not his dad. So I kind of I don't want to step on any toes and stuff like that. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I just saw how he graduated high school without a plan. And it's like, you know, I was trying to talk to him about, you know, the technology field and stuff like that. And he was he was interested, but he was not really interested. Um, and so what happened was just cut, cut off away from that story. It was that moment where I noticed that my own family is unprepared for the future. A black man is going to go out here into this world that already hates him. And, and he's going to have to make a living, you know, for himself. So. Uh, I took it upon myself to say, hey, I'm going to do my part to help train uh, minority youth, specifically black minority youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just just so happens that I'm in technology. You know, I'm, I'm a software engineer. So I said, you know what? 
if if I don't know anything else, I know cartoons, sports, and software engineering. So I said, let me let me jump into this uh, high school down in South Atlanta. It's called Forest Park High. Okay. Uh, yeah, ninety nine percent minority, ninety eight percent on some type of financial assistance. So um, wow. graduate, yes, graduation rate. Um, I got to look at, but I think only about two thirds will graduate. That's a significant number of children who are who are not graduating, who are not you know ready for the world. And so um, I volunteered. I, what I what I did was I actually I volunteered to come and teach them computer science because they didn't have a computer science instructor. And, and they see what I mean, you. like. Yeah. That's what I mean, man. Like, I'm I'm real passionate just about the underlying tones of a lot of these things, especially when I have my guests on. It's really just the underlying tones of when it comes to our people. I'm really passionate about my people because I'm I'm kind of like a spinoff of that generation where I had a little bit of the old, but I'm living in the new, right? Yeah. And things are changing. You know, we, we don't want to be ones so young yet afraid of change because we're right in the middle of it you know i remember a time where we the cell phones really just was popping yeah. to be honest, the early 2000s that's yeah. not that long ago you know yeah. a lot of people had dial up a lot of people didn't even have a computer so to come into 2019 and know that these schools still don't have uh, it, it's not a requirement to have iPads or tablets in every in every class. Man. There needs to be some kind of STEM dynamic in, in every curriculum. That's the way the world is now. Yes. Like, you know, just to even how they just kind of program this traditionalist uh, mindset and behavior to go to college and do this, this, that, and the third. But those are for traditional jobs. Those are for yeah. traditional ways of living. But the way the world is now isn't traditional. It's you not. know, so you kind of <laughs> setting these kids up in a traditional system and preparing them for an untraditional world that's ahead of them. Exactly. You know, and that's just a, that's an unfair advantage to me, knowing that a lot of inner city schools and a lot of schools where minorities are based, like you say, 98, you might as well say 100 percent. You know what I'm basically, saying? Basically, basically. <laughs> who don't have access to the tech, the technology or even. Uh, text, you know, the spaces to work in tech. They don't have a computer room or they can't go down the street because the neighborhood is so deteriorated or they can go work on computers or computer engineering or science, you know, so you're almost kind of depleted of the opportunity before the opportunity presents itself. Exactly. And, you know, I've worked in so many different high schools. Um, I've worked in some predominantly white institutions. I've worked in predominantly black. And I'm telling you, man, it's, it's their worlds apart. When, when, it, when it comes mm, to re- go ahead, re- go ahead, talk about yeah. that, man. When it comes to resources, um, they have, like you said, computer labs. Uh, they have in- anything and everything that the student would need to be a successful programmer. They have. They have updated curriculums. They have former software engineers. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. Is it's not you know it's not a rag towards. Uh, the current instructor, because the, there there is a there there was an assigned instructor to the computer science course. Now, mind you, this, right. this is a, this is an advanced computer science course. The teacher that they had in that classroom, and I love I love her to death, man. She's an amazing woman. She was a dance teacher last year. She was a dance what? teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh you know, my god! I, and I'm just like, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
they got the dance teacher teaching advanced computer science, programming, developing technology, mobile apps. They have the dance. This y'all not taking this shit seriously. Yeah, yeah. You you cannot tell me you are taking this seriously. I'm gonna tell you a few more things, and you know, I, I, yeah, I, I have man, to... dwell deep, man, because you you're really yeah. giving me a lot of insights on how this thing is working. This is this is crazy. Dude, I have been the teaching. Dance teacher. Yeah, <laughs> I have been teaching at this school. You know, I volunteered for the entire year, so I've been there since they started in August. Um, right. The principal at this school, man. The I have that principal. I, mind you, I come there three, four times a week. That principal could not. You put a gun to his head, he couldn't tell you my name. The man, that, that man doesn't. You know, I I could be back there. I told my students this, man. I could be back here teaching y'all how to how to roll blunts. This man has never walked back into that classroom to see what I'm teaching them, to see what I'm, you know, to hear what I'm saying, to understand what the curriculum is about. The one time he walked into the classroom was, um, we had career day at the school. And even though the students all know me, you know, the te- the, they wanted me to come in and be like the technology career day person. And so, you know, he walked into the classroom for about a good 15 seconds and walked back out. Since August up until today, that 15 seconds is the only time that man has spent in that classroom. You're the principal. You're, you are the leader of this institution. <laughs> and you don't even come back here. Like, I mean, like, like you know, me and my, my, my kids, I call my kids my students. But we, we joke about it. But I'm like, man, I could be teaching y'all, you know, how to, how to gamble, how to, how to roll a blunt, how to do anything. They have no clue what I'm back here teaching y'all. Yeah, you don't have you don't have no kind of grasp of like just even what you just said to have a teacher go from dancing to teacher computer science that let, that lets me know in itself you not only care about the curriculum that's being taught but you also don't care about the 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 result of the quality of education you're giving your children. Not you know what I mean? Yep. And then you expect these parents who don't who don't know just as much either who isn't aware of how most of the most of the uh technical advances work either so you, you're losing at the school and you're losing at home and the kid is just being left like you just referred to earlier with a blanket uh perception of, of what they should be you know it yeah. should be just this one thing or this one way out or two ways out when you go to these other districts you go to these other communities and it's a hundred different ways you know but by, yeah. by, by 15 20 different people who are certified and qualified. But and then I can just attest to uh, my upbringing in, in public school systems in Detroit. It's the same thing. You know, the substitute teachers aren't even certified or qualified to teach what they're substituting. You know what I mean? <laughs> even the teachers who are there, you know, granted it's, you know, 30 some odd kids to a room <clears throat> that adds stress and, and anxiety and things of that nature. Yep. And you can't get a quality learning environment in the processes of not only having the quality material to teach the kids. So you, you're losing in almost every way uh, when it comes to the inner city schools, uh, particularly with any, any minority group. I don't care if it's Latino, black, whatever, you know, they have a a unique disadvantage because I know when I went to Redford, Michigan and, you know, got into Thurston high school and their middle school, Pierce middle school, the, the the difference in just mathematics and literacy, you know, they had accelerated reading programs. They had, you know, computers. It was a li- the library was open and functioning. You know, they had yeah. 
scholastic. You know, it, it was just so it was so different. It was a culture shock for a kid. Oh yeah. To say, wow, you know, it, it was almost overwhelming the, the amount of help you had. Because you come from a place where you got to kind of figure it out or you really getting help from your sister or you really getting, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just harder to get the the resources, to get the help, to get the attention that's necessary in order to thrive, uh, not only as a student, but as a human being, once you get into the real world. Yeah. You know, um, when I volunteered this year, man, they actually gave me, they offered me several different high schools for this year. Um, I chose the the high school in the poorest neighborhood with the highest rate of minorities and the lowest graduation rate. I did that on purpose because, you know, there's really no sense in me going to this white district to teach these kids who have all these great resources. I'm going to go to a neighborhood uh, where they don't have resources. And let me just tell you what my experience is with that. Okay. Um, I walked in thinking that I was going to be uh, this technology expert, this software engineer, teaching them how to program. And it started out like that. But at some point, I, I, I transformed from their instructor to almost like having 35 new children, you know? <laughs> like of course. Five kids, you know. Of course, I, already, I already know. Go ahead, yeah. man. And, and so, you know, people, you know, children come up to me with problems. Children who can't put, you know, who parents aren't putting food on the table they ain't ate in a couple of days or you know some, something happened and they you know they can't get to school because you know their bike the bus doesn't come down their street and their bike is broken so i found myself doing so many different things if i was to put a dollar amount on it dude and i'm not i'm not even this is no brag this is no exaggeration if i was to put right, a, right, right. A, a dollar amount i would say i've spent a good 10 grand this school year with them kids when it comes to Helping them inside and outside of the classroom. Every, every week, um, we do we do like prizes. You know, we do contests and stuff like that. I I spit out maybe two or three hundred. Uh, we I cater food for them every week, and so you know I, I do that because I, I'm trying to show them. You know, I'm, I'm teaching them technology, and that's cool, but I'm really trying to show these black and Latino students. You know, hey, here is a black man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a black man. Yeah who grew up, you know, I, I grew up in Oak Cliff, Texas. I grew up in Dallas in Oak Cliff. So, oh, we. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> you know, my, my junior high was a formal, was a former uh, juvenile facility. We didn't even have windows at Halsey. We didn't even have windows in the whole uh, middle school, whatever, I'm sorry. So, it, it, was, it was a really, we had, it was pretty bad conditions until, you know, my mom got better or whatever. It was pretty bad conditions. Grew up in a single family home, all that, the whole, the whole night. Right. And so I wanted to, you know, jump into a situation where I could help some kids by basically give, empowering them, giving them a tool that they can use to make money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, here is, I'm going to teach you something, a way, I'm going to teach you how to program so that you can then go and take this knowledge and make money. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I want provide you to provide for yourself and your family, clearly. And provide, exactly. So I'm basically teaching them how to fish. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm teaching them how to go out and, and, and do for themselves. So, you know, a, a lot of them took to that. And for, it's for that reason, they all, you know, I, I'm a different type of instructor, man. I, I'm real. Uh, the way I'm talking to you right now is that they, they've never seen this side of me. Like, I'm more of, I'm kind of like a Joe Jackson in the classroom or like, Yeah, I mean, because what it is, man, is, and this goes even deeper, 
right? It's a it's a certain masculine energy that's necessary. Yeah. Right. Especially when it comes to black men and, and black women, right? Latino kids as well, but specifically our culture. We yeah. need certain masculine principles, certain masculine uh foundations and a certain energy that's necessary in order to teach you, in order to reach you, right? Because a lot of these kids come from uh broken family structures, you know, or their father isn't you know what 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 a what a man really is a man's man what is he supposed to do what is he supposed to teach so before these kids get into learning right about uh the academia they need to learn basic mannerisms they need basic uh linguistic skills they need basic behavioral skills like a lot of people especially you know the, the politicians you know uh these people who swear they're you know, about education and about the children, they they really not, you know, because oh, a lot no, of these no. kids, they need certain skills before you need to learn. It's a it's certain thing, it's certain things you need uh taught to you so you can comprehend what you're learning. You know, yeah. you're not coming in with a oh, he think he can tell me what to do. Oh, he you can't come in with any complex. So they're already coming in, a lot of these kids with inferiority. Yeah, they scared that you know they don't know nothing but anger. They don't know nothing but uh, pain and and neglect. They don't know nothing but nobody to care for them. So they feel like any teacher that come into that room, any any um, hall monitor, it's no respect because they haven't seen a respectful household. They haven't seen a respectful community, right? Mm-hmm. So when a guy comes in, such as yourself, you have to say, hey, these are my accomplishments. Yes, this is what I'm in. Yes, I, I dress nice, whatever. But forget all of that. I come from where you come from, right? Look where I am, and yeah. I'm trying to help you get there. Now, if you want to get there, I got the tools. I have the resources. I, I can I can boost your self-esteem, your confidence. But I need you guys to understand I'm here to help you, not hurt you. Yeah. You know, you got to talk to these kids because a lot of these kids, man, are, are grown to be 13, 14, 15. Oh, yeah. you, these yeah. kids is grown. Based exactly. off their experiences, but they have a childlike mind. They have that childlike heart where they need somebody to just appreciate them, care about them, and show them, like, hey, man, I got you. I got us. Yeah. But you got to believe in you like I believe in you. And sometimes a lot of kids just need that emotional connection before we have a connection on our studies, you know? You, uh, man, you, uh, you just defined... I couldn't have put that better, man. You you just defined everything that I am, my whole intent and purpose, my reason for existing. You literally just defined that so perfectly that I'm. If you don't mind, when, when this goes up, man, I'm gonna make sure my kids listen to that what you just said, man. Because I mean, I, I couldn't have summed it up better than what you just said. Like, wow. And everything that you know, th- this is it's, it's self-sacrificing for these children. I know, I know, you probably brought me in to talk technology. All I, we probably don't... oh man, listen here, man. <laughs> this, this platform is really just to express uh, everybody's journey, man. Everybody's. You don't have to get too personal, but if you do, that's great too because there's somebody out there going through what you're going through. There's somebody out there who can relate to a story. You know, when I have a lot of people on, the reason why I did. Uh, the Ignorant Intelligent Podcast, when I started over a year ago, it was really like, oh, let me try something different, number one, right? Because yeah. I listen to podcasts all the time, listen and learn all the time. 
but it was like, hey, man, my friends are out here doing dope things. They're not here in the streets. They, they tired of jobs. They want to be entrepreneurs. They have ideas. We want to express our opinions being, um, you know, in the millennial demographic. I wanted to put my people on. You're like, oh, yeah. you know, how do you feel? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing to create uh, other avenues for other people? You know, I know a lot of great people. I've always been a person to connect with other people since I was a kid. It's kind of a natural thing. Yeah. So I said, hey, why not take that talent and that God gift and, and share it with people who looking to share their story, who looking to give game, who looking to drop some gems and looking to tell people, yo, this is how you do business. This is how you act in business. This is how you stay persistent in anything you want to do in life. So the show, yes, I have a premise with everybody with their acumen, but you know, I'm a real personable person. Yeah. Just the way I was raised with my family and everything. So I want to build who are you before you before you talk about a person's job title, a career, before you're talking about their accomplishments, I need to know who are you. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you, because you if I get to know you, stuff. I get to know what you stand for, what the product you represent, what the business you represent, what the career that you represent. It'll all define you based off the conversation we're currently having now. You know, so yes, it's about the technology. Yes, it's about uh, those kind of uh, spaces. But ultimately, it's to get a story. You you want to get the totality of why people do what they do. Exactly. And, and like I said, you nailed it, man. I mean, it's it's really like I tell them all the time. Man, I use the old cliche, you know, it's an honor and a privilege to stand, you know, to stand in front of you. But I really mean that when I say that to those kids, you know, it's it, when, when, when I see them, I see a, a much brighter future than maybe people of my generation. You know, the, the opportunities that these kids have, you know, it's, it's limitless. But a lot of times, I'll I say this, at career day, um, one of the Latino girls answered a question of mine. My question was, why, why do you think, um, or actually it was, do you think Black people and Latino people value technology? Uh, the mm. way the way their white and Asian counterparts and everyone pretty much everyone in the class said, well, no. I said, okay, well then, what's the expectation for a black person? What's the expectation for a Latino? So black person answered, well, you know, if you black, you know, you tip, you typically, you know, you mind you, this isn't these are not my words, man. Before I before I dip into this, these are my words. These are students. These are 15, 16, okay. 17 year old kids. They was like, well, man, if, talk about if, it. If you black. <laughs> You know, they want you to be uh, an entertainer, be in music, basketball, football, sports or whatever. Um, it's, it's, they raise you to do those things. They don't we we're not raised as African-Americans, as black people to understand, to know, to be interested in technology. We're interested in two, three, four hundred dollar pair of shoes. You know, we'll stay up overnight, sleep on the streets for those. But when it comes to technology, you know, building instead of playing with these apps on your phone, you can build them and make money. We're not taught. Mm -hmm. We're not taught to do that. So then this Latino girl said, you know, if you're Latino, um, you're always taught to do something with your hands. You're taught to either mm. be you know, an auto mechanic or a construction worker or a janitor or something like that. Like our parents wow. te teach us that those that's what we can attain. Those are our goals, attainable goals. And I, and I sat there like, you know what, we all know about stereotypes and stuff like that, but I'm just like, are you serious? Like, that's what it's like to grow up uh, uh, 
I would say grow up in her environment as a Latino. And so it's like, man, I, I you know, I that's feel- so that's such a limited perspective yeah. of success, yes. man. Exactly. Yeah, there, there's this one 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 kid in my class who works at Wendy's and no, 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 no nothing towards anybody. You know, it doesn't matter where you work at. It's what you do with your money. But this dude works at Wendy's and he's kind of he kind of tuned out from day one. He never really was into it. He tuned out because he kept saying, you know, what? I got a job. You know, I'm not I'm not going to college. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to keep working at Wendy's. And I'm just like, OK, I mean, you know, what I'm saying like if, if that's what you want to do. But, you know, I'm trying to show you a different path. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm trying to show you that you're you. You are limitless. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can actually go out, be an entrepreneur. You can go out, be a CEO. You know, you can. Hell, you can be president now. You know what I'm saying? You can own things. You can can own own your own things. Own your own Wendy's, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, you know, you should go out there. Don't, don't ever limit yourself. You know, there, there is no ceiling. And so, you know, it's some that, you know, you might not reach right away. Maybe you'll hit them in their twenties or something. I don't know. But a lot of those kids, man, they went from knowing nothing, nothing to getting accepted to summer internships, to getting accepted into tech, you know, technical schools, pursuing computer science degrees. I mean, this, this is mm-hmm. just less than a school year. You know, I'm saying just go, yeah. Yeah, go in there, spending time with them. I'm in the classroom about three days a week, um, about two o'clock, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll be there tomorrow. But I also do uh, Wednesday evening tutoring um, mentoring in computer science as well. And we have like a Saturday program. So it's like, you know, mind you, this is, you know, this is my, my gas, my dollar, you know what I'm saying? Driving down there and, you know what I'm saying? And, and making sure that these kids see my face and see a successful black man and know that whatever, unfortunately, your parents may have said to you to limit you, there are no limits. You know, th- this, is, this is a black man who grew up in the hood, who grew up poor, who grew up without, oh, man. Did, didn't have a daddy. You know what I'm saying? Daddy lived 15 minutes away, and I can count on one hand how many times I've seen the man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, 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 yeah. I, I can give you all type of sad stories. I mean, I, I tell the kids all the time, you're not going to out-cry me. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you're not going to out-sad me. Like, I got my own stories. But even, you know, even though, you know, I came from humble beginnings, you know, I was able to attain success because at some point I made a decision to myself to say, hey, you know what? I'm tired of being subpar. I'm tired of or thinking of myself as subpar. So I'm going to do something to pick myself up. I'm gonna, I, I taught myself how to program. I, I chased mm-hmm. after my own clients. You know, so I got some experiences to tell you about being black and trying to get a job in this industry because it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they yeah, they look at you um, like my my name is Mark Anthony Russell. Okay, so if you look at my oh, so on paper on, on paper they got you like oh we hiring Mark. <laughs> we, and, and on paper if you if you look at my resume and you look at my name and you look at the fact that I'm in technology, if you are HR recruiter, what what is your assumption about my ethnicity? <laughs> we need to we need to set a, we need to set a consultation up with this guy immediately. Yeah, this white man. So, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, so, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's true. I'm, I'm laughing, man, because, <laughs> like, low-key, like, my name is the same. Like, when they see Thomas Beard, 
uh-huh. they immediately think, oh, he, he can't possibly be from, you know, the inner city of Detroit. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Yes, I have both parents. I grew up in a, I grew up in the most functional, that dysfunctional family. Like, <laughs> even to this day, man, like, black families are just so unique. And just, eth- just the ethnic family period in America is just unique, you know. So yeah. I never uh, shy away from it. I accept it. I embrace it. It can be, uh, you know, uh, stressful at times because, you know, when we grow up, our traumas and triggers are just put to the side. Your problems is yeah. put to the side. You got to you better figure it out. You know, we got to grow up <laughs> with the same mentality. Oh, well, you got to get yours. I got to get mine. It's never no unity and it's never any uh, camaraderie when it comes to support. Yeah. And what you just elaborated on when you say I'm taking my time out. Um, if these kids need to go to a school or go to an event, they see my face. A lot of these kids don't see their parents' faces, right? They don't see auntie and uncle. They don't see grandma and granddad. A lot of these kids have absenteeism when it comes to support. A lot of kids will be encouraged uh, and, and more confident. They'll be more, you know, self-assured if they knew when I look over my shoulder and look over my back, I have at least two to three people who believe in me. When I go yeah. home and nobody believe in me, then I go to my neighborhood, I'm getting joked on because nobody believe in me. Then when I go to school, the principal don't even come to my classroom. The hall <laughs> monitors grim me. The teachers want to kick me out and put me in these rooms or put me in the hallway. They don't care about me. So uh, when you get support, uh, non-support from three major areas for a student, fuck a student, we talking about a child. Child, yeah. Right? Before we put labels on things, these are children. Yeah. Right? And we, we're not getting support from, from these major three areas, from school to the neighborhood and, and home. What do you expect of them? <laughs> Like really, you know, you yeah, expect? exactly. They are a product of their environment. They're a product of their upbringing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you are the summation of all of your experiences. So, I mean, yeah. that that that's for that reason. That's the exact reason why I I take my time to go down there and spend time with them and show love towards them. Now, yeah, you know, I, it's an extra added benefit of talking about technology because that's what I do. That's what I love. Um, but I also connect with them on a much deeper level. I mean, it, I, like I said, it's like I have 35 new children. You know, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? What you're doing, Mark, like, a lot of people don't get it too. Like, we brilliant. We geniuses, man. It's, you, how many how many geniuses is in our neighborhoods? Even your friends you grew up with was some, like, smart, just witty with math or witty with the, with the books or just naturally talented in, in areas, yet it wasn't curated. Yeah. It wasn't taking time to groom, you know. You so they went into the street, or they went into violence, or they went into, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. In in our community, we got a lot of those stories of our neighborhood friends or our family with all of this wasted talent. Even now, me and my cousin, she's a, a massage therapist for the Lions, by the way, mm-hmm. and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Like, we we don't want to be another generation in the family that waste our gifts, that waste our talent. Or um, don't put in the work to curate our own talent, curate our gifts. So now when we're good, right, and we got confidence and we set up a network and we put in the footwork, we can teach our nieces and nephews the right way. Or we can teach them in a way where, man, our parents and our grandparents wasn't exposed to all of this stuff. This is new for everybody. Yeah. You feel me? So we have to take our time to build our knowledge 
and and fail to succeed, fail and succeed, so that when our nieces and nephews and little cousins and and daughters and sons in the family, they say, hey man, you know, my auntie and my uncle, they do business together. We got our own land. We got business on our land. We got six acres of land in Idlewild, Michigan. And we're talking about developing that. You know, like we don't want another generation to go by or more time to go by and nobody's doing nothing tangible. Yeah. You feel me? My my dad is a brick mason. My grandfather's one. You know, a lot of people, as far as the women, were taught to, <clears throat> you know, just go into customer service and sit behind a desk. You know what I mean? Like we weren't yeah. really yeah. Uh, groomed or pushed or even exposed to technology. Like I referred to earlier, nobody really had a computer. Nobody computer science niggas is barely passing science so what about computer science (laughs) (laughs) you feel me like let's be real like we have to be this raw and this honest with these kids because they think in the same way they're like oh what you mean get a job like i don't i didn't see nobody in my family with a job since i've been a kid you know Mm -hmm. or if they did have a job they was always struggling why would i want a job these kids think like this yeah they do because they don't see any success when it comes to the principles of having that job, uh, financial literacy, financial principle, having a trust, having a living will, having insurance on your life. Yeah. You know, we, we, we are not taught these dynamics until we get into places of employment or we learn when it's like a train fail by a <laughs> yeah. house or yeah. like, you, you know what I mean? We, we just got generations where it's just trying and failing and nobody is succeeding at nothing. And it's almost like a waste of time because they were taught to just get a job or just go to school. And when those things fail, because it's 2019 and that crap is failing, what's left? Exactly. It's up to people like you to go into these schools. Yeah, you got your bag. You know, you got you got your presence. You got your corporation money. All right, cool. You need to take that them same resources. <clears throat> excuse me, and come back to the hood with it. Yeah. Right, because you grew up in that. You grew up like, damn, how they getting all that money? My man got the bins. How you do that? I see you work at the bank. Well, how do I get about going to get in the bank account? How I get a debit card? You know, bring the knowledge back to where you came from. Yes, you did. You got. You got to make your, you know, make that environment improve. You have to. I mean, it's all about building black wealth. I mean, call it what you will. I mean, I'm not, you know. Yeah, call it what you want. (laughs) I mean, I'm about as pro-black as you're going to get. So it's like, I mean, I'm I'm all for everybody. I help a lot of students. I have a a few Asian. I have a ton of Latino. I have a ton of black. But, I mean, I I do this primarily for the people who look like me because I want us, I want our representation in this industry to rise because it's just, it's way, it's so much money out there. You can, in, in my position starting out, uh, the average salary starting out is about 75, 80K for the, for the type of work that I do. And what's funny is when, I, when, I, when you start talking about software and computer programming, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of kids don't, they don't want to go to college. They want to uh, either go to a trade school or they want to go straight to the workforce and stuff like that. And I say, okay, well, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you have to go to medical school. If you want to be a lawyer, you got to go to, you know, whatever legal school or whatever <laughs> they got going on. Definitely law. Yeah, I, definitely I, law I, school. Yeah. Dentist, same thing. Same thing. I said, but you know what's funny about this industry where people are making a killing? It's, it, it has to be the most lucrative industry that does not require formal education. Because technology changes almost daily. 
I mean, it's it's yeah, always literally. A, yeah, it's like a new programming language, a a new app. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's new that's and so if you went to if you got a computer science degree from 1999, that does nothing for you today. Even if you got it in 2016, it don't do shit for you. Because technology is always changing. So this is this is very much so. Even if you got it in January. <laughs> it, it, exactly. So this, this is a show me type industry. Show me what you can do. Prove that you can do it. And if you, if you can, mind you, I, I work as a software engineer. I've been a software engineer for over a decade. I don't have a computer science degree. My degree is in, I have a bachelor's in finance and I have an MBA with a concentration in finance. Finance ain't got shit to do with computer science. <laughs> at all at all and, saying, and, and, and first first of all that shit was boring as fuck but i i i switched gears because i, I spent here, here's another nugget of my life man you you got me over here like uh like my therapist man <laughs> oh man, listen i'm used to it man go ahead man <laughs> but no see i Trust. i grew up all, all my life i grew up being told what to do like I, I was always you know my mom when i was 16 years old my mom brought in a naval recruiter and sign me up for the Navy, man. I was 16. You know, I didn't even get a chance to wow, even, even what? yeah, I didn't even get a chance to think about college, think about anything. Like my mom had already made that decision for me. So yeah, I served, I graduated high school when I was 17. I served my four and a half, five years in the Navy. Then, you know, when I got out, I, I went to went to college and, you know, I wanted to pursue computer science and the counselor was like, no, I think you do better in business administration. So I Ended up, you know, going to school, getting a whole bunch of student loans for some stuff I hated. I hated. And so, then look, then look, yeah. you're not even using it now. Not even using, not even using it. She should have listened to you exactly. as a counselor and said, "You know what? You like computer science? Let me point you to the." She just immediately deterred you. you know, exactly. I don't like that. Go ahead, man. exactly. <laughs> and so, I remember I was. I'm 37 now, man. I'm, I'm getting up there. But I remember when I was about 29. Um, about 29. I was, I was working in the, in the finance industry. I was still doing some programming on the side, but I was working in the finance industry at this, at this mm -hmm. uh, company up in Alpharetta. And I remember we was in the conference room and I just, you know, we having this boardroom meeting. We talking about all these crunching these numbers. And I just took a piece of paper off the printer. I just started writing. <laughs> I folded it up at the end of the meeting. I handed it to the H, the, uh, my boss or whatever and walked out. And that was the end of my finance career. I quit. Because, it, but it took me almost, wow. yeah, it, it took me 30, and mind you, this was a job where I was making, it was six figures, dude. This was like 115, and this was 115,000 back in 2012 or something like that. So I was making a lot of money here, and I literally got up, walked out, and quit. And it took me 30 years to stop doing what everybody else wanted me to do and to jump into this technology game like I wanted to in the first place. 30 30 years, before, you know, 30 years of being driven around until I finally came to this, the, the decision, you know, saying to man up and do what I wanted to do as opposed to what everybody else wanted me to do. So and take a chance on, on take, take a chance on Mark. Right. Exactly. Take a chance on me. And so I mean, I, I've, been, I've had a very, very successful career. You know, what I'm saying make still, you know, always been over six figures uh, for, for quite a while now. And so that's why I want to go into these neighborhoods and say, hey, kids, I, I really, you know, I, I'm trying to be nice, but I don't want I don't want to say fuck your parents. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to say that, but I need you to do what makes you happy. 
do you know what it what it is you enjoy to do and don't be driven by everyone else you know what i'm saying if, if this is what you want to do with your life if you want to you know go into dance or you want to go into the medical field or whatever you don't you don't have to go into technology just because i did i'm, I'm not here i'm teaching you technology but i'm not here to make you uh, an engineer i'm here to show you that regardless of what people say regardless of what people do you are still in control of you. You you have a decision to make. Yeah, you can you can control your own destiny. And the reason why I'm so in depth with this, I used to have a uh, used to be a part of a mentoring program uh, when I was in high school during my sophomore year. And you know, around that time was a really you know kind of a dark time. You know, personally, so uh, that group, that support, that mentorship is an emotional staple uh, in terms of who I am today. The reason why is because you see a lot of young men, lost young men, you know, a lot of uh, introverted young men really, you know, figuring out how to express themselves. You know, they probably only had uh, somebody tell them one or two ways how to be men or how to be masculine or how to express yourself. So I still speak with my mentor to this day. I actually had him on the show. I think my 17th episode <laughs> and, you know, to still have those connections to my friends to this day. Like I've, I've got, I've been knowing these guys 10 plus years, you know, mm-hmm. so that's a brotherhood. That's a bond that can't be broken. You know, just because you don't talk every day or see each other all the time, doesn't mean uh, <clears throat> we can't support each other. Yeah. So I had a few of my friends on, uh, I, I encourage to support whatever they do in, in a positive light, because I know the, the areas we come from and the, the, the dynamics we come from, this world that we get into, we see they, they really didn't try to build it for us. Oh, you know, yeah, that's no. why when you look at our ancestral background or go through history, we always built things for us. Yeah. Why? Because we see ain't nobody else building shit for us. Ain't nobody else going <laughs> to give us the tools. Nobody else is going to... Uh, build this machine or make this product to where it can be beneficial to us and we can own it. See, what the kids are learning now at six years old, I, I literally just had a seven-year-old on with his parents. Uh, he has his own slime company business, mm-hmm. right? They make slime, you know, I don't, you know, the little putty stuff that my nieces and them play with. This kid is seven years old. You know, father is a teacher, mother, I, I mean, just two-parent home, Black-owned business, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. You know, they, these kids are learning ownership early. So to get the kids uh, going into middle school and high school, that's where we have to curate and mold them to say, hey, I know what your guidance uh, counselor is telling you. I know what your teacher is telling you. Matter of fact, I can tell you they don't even love what they do. They don't <laughs> even like their job. So you're listening to people who don't even love what they do. That's number one. So, of course, they can tell these kids whatever or however because they never had a dream. They never took a chance on themselves. They never leaked out of their own faith and and said, you know what, I'm going to do this thing regardless of what life throws at me. So they come into these schools and these systems and deter these kids and discourage these kids and want to kick them out, talk to them any, any kind of way because your life not shit, because you didn't value your purpose, because you didn't say, you know what, I'm going to stick to who I am and I'm going to make something in my life the way I want my life to be. Yeah. You feel me? Exactly. And, and same with the parents. 
it's just it's, it's constant stemming with these kids of you know roots of insecurity man roots of of people not believing in them so they don't believe in the kids so the kids don't believe in nothing sure, but yeah. the girls the violence the look the shoes the entertainer they look to what's marketed to them why because the people in their community who's supposed to show them it's limitless possibilities are putting limits on their future yeah. just because they have a limited view on how the world should be around them you know exactly man the biggest one of the this shit is crazy yeah. you know the, these kids man are smarter than what we we think these kids are attentive these kids are emotionally intelligent stop undermining the youth exactly you know, you know um, I want to ask you, Mark, <clears throat> you know, could you just elaborate further to the audience um, the importance of STEM programs, right? Could you just break down the acronym and break down, uh, you know, what, what projects are lucrative in the STEM world? And furthermore, how can you get into it? Uh, things of that nature. Exactly, man. All right. So STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um so my my focus is from STEM is, is really the technology portion of it, uh, engineering as well, I guess. Um, I always encourage a lot of students and parents or instructors or whatever to get your children involved in community programs such as uh, Girls Who Code, Black Girls Code 2, uh, Black Boys Code 2. Um, uh, I don't really know like any other national programs you know we have a ton of local programs here in the okay. Atlanta, but uh but yeah there, there are, there's a lot of different programs that you're going to find in your local community that's, that's trying to teach minorities how to code they're not you know world famous yet but just if you get on google you'll find quite a few of them. but those three that i mentioned are, are, are very popular um and, and most of them have some type of national program and typically they like the girls who code they have a program with the the school districts themselves. So they actually have like after school programs uh, for the children as well as summer camps. And so I always encourage parents and students alike to join some type of technology community um, group education because that, that's probably the best way that you're going to learn visual representation. Um, I'm a visual learner. So, you know, project-based mm -hmm. project assignments. No one wants to stand and listen to a lecture. I'm gonna sit and listen to a lecture. So a lot of project-based assignments. Um, getting breaking into the industry is not difficult. Like I said, it's a show me type of industry. So if you can uh, latch on to some of these community programs, or if you can actually pick up a book. Um, one thing I did was I went to Barnes and Noble, picked up a, a computer programming book, and started learning about um, you know almost 20 years ago. So that that's that you know you can take that initiative on your own to start learning some of the basic principles of programming, get you a few side projects, make a website, make an app for your friends or, or something like that, build your portfolio. And so that when you walk into uh, the interview room, your portfolio you know, precedes you. And so they're, they're able to see, okay, this person can do the work. They've already proven that they can do the work. So we've gotten that part out of the way. Um, but yeah, just just join, like I said, latching on to some of these programs, building your own portfolio, gaining interest in, in, in the technology field. That, that's basically how, you, how you're going to break through. Um, there, there aren't a ton of, of racial barriers as much as 
and uh, it, it's not any more in technology than you will experience anywhere else in, the, in, in, in you know, in the workplace. <clears throat> so, you know, you got some racial bias in the legal world, you're going to have it in the tech world, but for the most part, they are welcoming. Um, they, they, you know, they're all inclusive and you just, you basically got to get your feet wet by starting to build your portfolio. Yeah. And, and that's what it's about getting your feet wet. And I encourage this with anybody uh, with any business, any passion, anybody who's curious about anything, um, get into it first. You know, don't, yeah. you already don't know. You, and if you're a confident person like myself, I'm never afraid to fail. <laughs> I'm always excited to learn. So I've accepted um, years ago that when you fail, you learn the most. So for the most part, you know, I had to learn that dealing with jobs, I had to learn that dealing with relationships, dealing with myself, you know, like, hey, man, you failed at this. You didn't do well at this. This is what you can do better. I'm always in a uh, self-reflective state. I'm always in a uh, self-reevaluating mode because I know every few months, you know, just our businesses operate every quarter. You need to check yourself every quarter, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, check yeah. where your mind at. Check where you're passionate. Check out what you value. Check your circle. You know, check your ambition. Are do you still got the same drive? You know, what other interest are you in now that you got your feet set in, in in one area? You know, so it's always about staying curious. Uh, don't be don't be afraid of new. STEM is new. Technology is new. Engineering and those kind of things to most people are new. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it because of the name or because of the money behind it that may, that you may need. And no, you need to just start. You need, we have the internet, yeah. right? Yeah. You can learn. It's people who are professionals at what they're doing and turning to uh, the internet to sell courses. You can scrape up a couple hundred dollars, the money you was going to spend on them Yeezys or the Jordans or, <laughs> or the Gucci, put that into an online program that they're selling. Right. Oh, yeah. Do your research on that person. Do a little background, you know, whatever. But get into these online courses, get into these programs. Even if you're not certified in it, you've got the knowledge base. Exactly. Link, and that's uh, what it's about. Learn. Before the money base comes, you need the knowledge base. And, exactly. and that's what I'm, I'm glad guys like you are promoting. Yeah, I got the money. Yeah, I got the salary and I can do what I want in whatever time. But most importantly, I picked up a book. I went out and yeah. found out how to be resourceful. I used my network, you know? Exactly. There's no excuses, man. I grew up, I'm, I'm 80, I'm, you know, like you said, person, I'm, I'm ADHD. Um, I've, I've never been the uh, the quick, fast learner, but you you won't outwork me. I'm a hard worker and I'm, I'm extremely consistent. And so uh, what, what, what comes easy for some takes me a little bit longer, but I, look at me. <laughs> oh man, but when I get it, I'm, I'm the same way. When I get it down pat, man, like I, I'm, I'm I persistent <laughs> that way. And which I encourage your kids who may listen. You know, I don't, you know, it's ignorant intelligence podcast. So you're gonna get this knowledge one way or the other. It's gonna be raw and uncut. I'm telling these kids now, yo, you gotta toughen up. You are already tough as is. Look at your circumstance. Look at your community. Look at your environment. You built to be tough. Yep. Right. Don't let nobody discourage you because of where you come from. Yo, it's the, the neighborhoods we grew up in, the schools we go to. In hindsight, man, these are gems. These are jewels. You know, the hood, the grit, the grind. This, this molds some of the best people in the world. Yep. Poverty curates some of the best people in the world. Why? Because you say, 
it's got to be something on the other side of this. It can't just be this. And you've got the internet now, so you see you can go travel. You see somebody can have a nice vehicle, even if it's not in your neighborhood. You can see that you got the internet. You got access to see. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, that means I got access to possibility. You know, for anybody listening, you got access to possibility. I don't care how many no's I get in them DMs. <clears throat> I take advantage of my yeses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. I take advantage because I know this is just the internet. I know in real life I do the same. I don't care how many times you tell me no. You shouldn't have gave me your number or your email because I'm blowing you up. <laughs> I'm, I need you. I'm on your. What can I learn from you? I'm. I'm one of them kind of cats. Oh yeah, I like that. Once you give me your number, and once we get a contact, are we good? Oh, we finna build now, and I'm on your ass about it. Like, oh man, what can I learn today, or what can I? You feel me? Yeah, I'm like that. I'm like that with my team too, man. I'm like, what, what we doing this week? <laughs> you know, what we doing? What we doing? What, what we got going on? <laughs> Every week, me and my man do the same thing. What book we reading? What discipline we need to have? Did we slip up? You know, through the week, we be real with ourselves about what we want. Yep, exactly. Man. Because once once you done with all that other fake stuff, once you done with partying and 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 the chicks, once you get once you get certain things out your system that you thought was lit. And realize it's about your credit, it's about business credit, it's about entrepreneurship, it's about damn, these jobs ain't really popping. What's next? What can we do? It's about learning. Exactly. It's about connecting. It's about building. Now it's really about chasing your dream and your passion, especially when I can set up an e-commerce account and get money from it now. I ain't even got to leave the house. All I got to do is pay a $50, $60 phone bill and I got access to money at at the click of a button. Oh man, you can. I can drop shit. I can do like you just said. I can build an app. I I can do everything from home, from right from my phone. Ain't no excuse. Exactly, man. I sit there. What you scared of? See, that's and I'm one of them people too. I ain't scared of nothing. We not about to be out here. Oh, what about no? Ain't no what about this and that. What about how can we go tackle it and then get over that shit and create our own lane? Exactly. You feel me? That's what it's about. Having heart. So whatever kid listening to this. Whatever adult listening to this, I don't care who you are. You need heart. You need courage. You need you you need that strength that you come from to break barriers in in this world. Because everybody gonna look at you with the same shit. Like, oh, you think you tough? I'm tough. You think you smart? I'm smart. You think you gonna get ahead? It's a naturally competitive because we all trying to survive. Yes. But in the same breath, we gotta work together with each other, especially as black people and especially my young kids. Don't joke on each other too much. Don't try to discourage each other too much. I know we come from painful places, but to keep reiterating that pain is not good for progress. So I encourage all the kids out there and everybody who works with the youth to always be in a mind state of encouragement, discipline, you know, being mindful, being thoughtful, having a a longevity based uh, thinking, not being short minded so you don't sell yourself short. You feel what I'm saying? I know I went on a little rant right oh, there. Man, you 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 encouraging me right now, man. Come on, preach. You, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, and, and I know what it's like even now to, you know, get back into a humbling position where it's like, okay, it ain't about money. It's really about utilizing your time. It's really about utilizing your resources. It's about utilizing your mind. I learned that a long time ago. Nobody gonna give you nothing. Nobody worried. I'm the only one with this chip on my shoulder. I got to go hustle. I got to go. I got to make something happen. 
granted, you got the support of your parents or you got the support of, of your grandparents or certain people. But for the most part, this shit is on you. What are you getting up every day and doing? What are you putting your time and effort to? Who are you building and connecting with? Stop letting uh, the shortcomings of money put you in a shortcoming mindset of success. Because a lot of people don't come from money, yet they're successful. Why? Because they changed their mindset. They changed their heart. They changed their spirit up. They changed up uh, their environment and shit like that. They changed up their friends. They sacrificed. They cried. They put in pain. Niggas put in hours of restless nights. The yo, the, the no's, the uh, maybe, or oh, I'll get back with you. You're going to get that. You know what you do with that? Oh, okay, I'm going to go to the next one. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm going to knock on the next door. Oh, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up a little bit earlier. I'm going to make a few more calls. You just keep going. Life is meant to keep knocking you down. Why? So you can get back up and keep pushing. Life is going to happen like that for y'all kids out there listening. Life is going to hit you with them Floyd punches real quick. <laughs> ain't, 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 you ain't even going sometimes you're not in a position to adjust. So you know what you do? You sit down or life, or what I like to say, the universe sits you down and say, you know what? Since you didn't listen, since you didn't look around, since you didn't pay attention, I'm going to force you to sit here and contemplate your transgressions with yourself. Right, because everybody know when you're forced to look in the mirror, it's ugly, my baby. Yeah. When you got to sit down and you ain't got no excuse and you ain't got nobody to put nothing else on, and you got to deal with you, you got to check you, you got to reassure you. That's when you say, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta quit this job, man. This is not for me. I don't have no passion to this. My friends ain't good for me. They just want to drink and get high. They just, you know, they worried about the next chick. They worried about yeah. outfits still. Niggas got kids. What are we doing? What am I doing? See, because we can't worry about everybody else. You got to say, what am I doing? What do I need to do so I can help my community? So I can help my mother. So I can help my dad out. So I can help who may be illiterate or who may be not have the, the resources, who may be, you know, not as good at math. What I got to do to, to network and pull resources from my ambition and my work to give to you so you can flourish. I'm not a selfish person, so I'm not never going to give selfish advice, but I will tell you in order to be successful, it does take a certain level of selfishness. Yes. Yes. And define your success. I talk about this on the show all the time. We have to define what are our values. Yes, our families raised us a certain way. You know, yes, society told us to be a certain way, but at the end of the day, man, how you living? Will you want to go to sleep at night? Will you want to have a peace of mind? What, what do you value? What is your moral compass? What do you feel? Because the world going to spin around you. Yeah. Everybody ain't going to have no sympathy for you. So you got to choose and make a choice to stand on what you're going to stand on. Be a man about it. Be a woman about it. This shit tough, but it's, it's real. It's necessary. Yeah. You, you need to set a foundation on who you want to become who you would like to be, and God will ordain a purpose for you to fit what you're standing on. You can't be fake with your intentions out here, dog. Yeah. You know, so go ahead, Mark, man, and just keep elaborating further on um, the importance of encouraging kids to get into tech, encouraging kids uh, to teach other kids 
how technology works. Once once they get their intern or their job, talk about the importance of kids teaching other kids uh, instead of them having an adult complex and and that kind of that kind of dynamic. Oh man, you know what? We kind of actually had um, during during the school year. Uh, we went to you know we we do project based learning, and so we we huddled into I put them in like groups of three and four, and I told them you know what <laughs> yeah so you know we okay. had class we had class sessions every week you know two three days or whatever uh, where I sat at the back of the classroom in a, in one of the chairs with, next to some of the students, and I'm like you know y'all get up there and teach us. You know what I'm saying? That that responsibility, that burden is now on you. You're you're the teacher. Teach me, teach me what you know something that I don't know. Or teach you know. Teach, I gave them a specific topic that they had to research, of course. Um, but but the idea was for them to help each other. We we have uh, programming is so big, man. It's so big, and so we only have a limited time to teach these students. Mind you, this class period is 50 minutes long, right? So we only have a, man, a, a, ain't a, enough time. <laughs> So we have a very limited time to even spend with them. And so, you know, I, I wanted to make sure, you know, we do some peer learning. It's like, you know, if it, it, it's 10 topics, I'm gonna give a topic to, you know, each group or whatever, and you stand in front right. of the classroom and, and, and teach the class your topic. You know what I'm saying? So you, you basically doing the research for them. So you, you go, you're gonna do the research and then teach that topic. You, man, that, that was a success. That was a huge of course. Hey, you you know why it was a success, Mark? Because we all been a kid before, man. We all been an adolescent before. That feeling of embarrassment <laughs> is something no nobody wanna be embarrassed, man. Especially yeah. in front of your peers and your friends. Right. So yeah. when you get up there, you like, hey man, we gotta do our best because you're not about to make me look crazy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We about yes. to, you're not about to uh you ain't gonna do your Googles, I'm gonna do your Googles for you because we ain't feeling this project. You feel me? You ain't gonna embarrass me. It hey kid, it, it get a little selfish. Everybody been selfish in the group project before. Like, yo, when we get up there, we finna get an A. We about to ace it. I don't care if you do some work or not, we getting the A regardless. Are we are we <laughs> matching them up on me. purpose? You know, we, we 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 tried to be strategic about it and match up like a strong, you put a strong student with a weak student. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Put, and then like an in-between student. Well, we, we tried to mix the groups up so that every every group had a strong person and a weak person at least. And so that 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 did, it, it kind of encouraged the weaker student. And I, I mean, I hate to use the word weaker, but... Um, it, it, yeah, it, but I get, what, I get what you're saying though, man, yeah. So it, it encouraged them. They, they learned a lot and it encouraged them to want to put forth a better effort when working in a group as opposed to working individually where they can just kind of skate by and pretend like they're doing some work. No, in a group project, you have a responsibility. And if you don't do your part, you know what I'm saying? You don't do your part, then you're, you're, you're fucking it up for everybody else. And so, you know, when you put that responsibility on them, then yeah, man, they don't want to be the, the, the kid standing in front of the class getting embarrassed because I will, right. I, I will embarrass your ass. Trust me. I'll start asking you questions because I know you didn't do shit. So, so you know, I'm saying, I, I know when you didn't do the work. So, yeah, that, that you know, just just a lot of peer education that seemed to be um, that, that seemed to work. Uh, they they really don't res- they, they they respond well to people who they feel like they can relate to. Of course, you know what I'm saying. And so I kind of yeah. I'm I'm a little different. I tell them all the time, you know, I don't, I don't get paid for it. I'm a volunteer. I don't get paid for this. And so I I say. 
you know, if, if y'all piss me off, I'll walk out of here and won't think twice about it. That, that's your loss. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you losing all this, this good benefit of, me, of having me here. And I, and I, I talk to them, you know, I, I don't mean to say I don't talk to them recklessly, but let's just say I talk to them like Big Brother or, or like that. No, you talk to them like <laughs> you need to. <laughs> and so what's, what's funny man is they appreciate that they, they really they, I, my, my mom was telling me she was like Mark you're going to be surprised at how they respond to you and I was I was. Just, I, I mean I, yeah, be, I thought they was going to shut down because Mark everybody been so fake with them and, 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 and talking to them like they don't know nothing for so long they looking for somebody to be like yo who going to keep it real who going to cuss man who, who going to have an edge <laughs> who, I'm not trying to run over every teacher like Kids know who they can manipulate and who they can't. Kids know oh, yeah. it's a certain energy a kid need to know, like, okay, they serious. I need to tighten up. Like you said, you're putting them in front of the class with groups. So you're giving them some kind of responsibility. That's the that's the problem with a, with a lot of um, uh, school systems now when it comes to curriculum and the way they present it. It's like nobody want to listen to this teacher all day. Nobody wants to sit down all day. You know, it's kids like to get active. We got all of this energy and they got, you know, all this stuff going on with them. They want to get active. They they want to have an input. They want to have a say uh, more times than not when it comes to the assignments that's given to them. And we just speaking from pre being students in, in schools, man. Oh, you know, man. we want to be engaged. We, we want to talk. We, we want to be heard. And that in the dynamic you're adding uh, needs to be implemented more often as far as more group assignments, and then it being presented because yeah. you're giving them a chance to feel like they add value to the classroom. You got to make it fun for these kids, man. I mean, I, that's one thing that I, that I learned coming into this. Is you got you to gotta come down to that level and you got to make it fun for them. So, you know, we, 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 we play games and like uh, Family Feud, Jeopardy type stuff, all around technology type or whatever. Um, we, even, we even had a day where we was like, you know what, we, we're not going to do, no, we, we're not doing any classwork, okay? I brought my PlayStation up there. We played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we just had something a, wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Something wrong with you, though. I'm trying to tell you, man, we, we had a good day. We had a real good time, man. I mean, of course, I left undefeated, but still. But, I mean, we, I had a really good time with the kids. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you answer the question wrong, you got to do some push-ups. You know, it's just, I, I, try, I try to come at them, you know, I, 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 I'm not your friend. Let's be very clear about that. We're not friends. But I want you to know that you can you can come to me with any issue. You can you can you know whether it's about technology or about the fact that you don't have food at home. You know, what I'm saying? I, I want you to know that you can come to me and be real. I, I want you to know that I'm not just you know, I, I don't walk in there in suits. I don't walk in there with a briefcase. I walk in there with a T-shirt and some jeans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I try. Mm -hmm. I, I try to be as, as as plain and keep it, you know, keep it real, quote unquote, whatever. I try to do that with these kids so that they see, you know, this is not just some some book book smart, you know, dude coming in here trying to lecture us. This is a guy who is a proven success, and you know, he's kind of down to earth, and I and I can talk to him, you know, so I can be cool with him or whatever as long as I respect him. But I, I can be cool with them, and you know, and stuff like that inside of the classroom. So, the kids responded, man. They 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 responded so well to to me and my my personality, I guess you could say. So you, you know, you know why too as well. Mark is when kids 
get a sense of, like I was referring to earlier, me and you both. When when a kid gets a sense of support and encouragement and love, they 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 can relax now. They can yeah. breathe. Not only I got somebody I can relate to, but I finally got somebody who believe in me. I finally got somebody to teach me something. I finally got somebody to make me, uh, you know, feel comfortable with all these crazy ideas I have about the world and how to change it. You know, we can't be discouraging our kids because we don't have vision, because we don't have ambition. These kids got energy, ambition. They got goals, too. They driven, too. But it's up to us to say, okay, let me do the research and find out what other options can you put that energy to? Can you put that creative mind to? Can you dance? Do you want to do theater? Do you want to do art? Do you want to do performing arts? Do you want to do STEM? Is sports really your thing? If so, okay, let's let's, let's dwell into that. Because the first thing that comes out of a kid's mind talking to a guidance counselor is the first thing that guidance counselor should be working towards helping that kid get resources for. Yeah. Right? Because a kid is looking about they looking, you know, to find a path in life. So a, a guy in this concert, somebody in a nice little suit, got a couple books behind them, telling you what you should do with your future when you know in your heart what you want to do, it, it'll be confusing because you think adults know things. You think adults know the best way when it comes to your life. Granted, they do in some aspect, but when it comes to a career field and making a choice and making a change, listen to these kids. Yep. Listen to a Mark who said, oh, I'm, I want to do computer science. I have interest in computer science. Yet you're telling me to go into finance. You're telling me to go into business and some, some other shit. I didn't say that. I said computer science. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? We have to be adults in the situation and say, oh, this is what you want. Let me give it to you. And if you fail or you're discouraged or it's not a passion, you can do something else. Exactly. Yep. You feel me? Then you can do something else. But first, go with your passion. Go with your dream because you can literally set up a Shopify account, put your little PayPal debit card on there and sell your product and you're making money from home as a teenager. Exactly. That's what I was talking about. As a kid. Yep. You feel feel me? So don't ever tell these kids in 2019 that, oh, you need to do this or do that. Why? Because when I finish school in four or five years, that business degree not going to mean shit and my job going to be phased out or took over by AI. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That shit, you look up eight years of my life in school when the world is changing in every week. What yep. are you talking about? This something got to be tangible with what I'm learning. Exactly. You, you feel me? And kids will succeed when they know they have leverage. When they know they can negotiate sometimes. Sometimes a kid needs to, you know, bargain with you they got some things they want to get off listen to these kids man they know what they're talking about probably more than you exactly help nurture well feel we got we got, we got yeah. to get out of our own way when it comes to making a way for the next uh you know group the next generations exactly you feel me mark and before we wrap up man you know go ahead and blast your social medias man blast out the schools or you know whatever um uh, programs, you know, your social media, go ahead and put it out for the people, man. Oh, for sure, man. Well, you know, just I'm going to start with the kids, man. Forest Park High School here in uh, Forest Park, Georgia. It's a uh, southeastern suburb of Atlanta. Um, so just putting a shout out to my kids there. 
uh, and just the school district in itself. Uh, you can follow me everywhere as the Bearded Tech. Um, as soon as you go to my IG, you'll know exactly why I'm the Bearded Tech. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, you, you'll see that. But yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, I'm on it. Uh, and I'm on it all as the Bearded Tech. My website, the Bearded Tech. So you can't you can't fuck this up at all. So um, just, all right. just follow me. I, I try to keep it. Um, I, uh, even though I'm, I'm in technology, most of my posts deal with black empowerment, uh, deal with black right. black wealth and education, um, and yeah, then I black also, business. Yeah, yeah, black business. So I sprinkle in some technology, but it, it's really more so about about uplifting our community, uh, our black community. Um, every now, you know, we're moving towards summer, so every you know, brother got a little couple muscles, so every now and then you might see a. A different, <laughs> right? a different picture up there. But for the most part, yeah, you follow me on the Beard Tech, check out my website. You need you trying to get an app uh, done, trying to get a website done, uh, digital marketing campaigns and stuff like that. I'm your guy. I work with a team of four individuals, um, primarily a few contractors or whatever, but I work with a, a, a very awesome, a, a great team, graphic design, photography, video editing, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, the Beard Tech. Is the brand? I'm the face of the brand, but it's, it's it's much more than me. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you once again for coming on the show, dropping insight, dropping knowledge. Uh, we definitely will be connecting, man. Post the podcast and and figure out you know what I can do or what what collaborative effort we can make in order to get kids on the show, uh, talk about their passion, talk about their dream, you know, and, and and get them into that world of podcasting and having a voice because that's the next thing too. You know, voice te- voiceover technology, you know. So um, we're definitely going to work together, man, and collaborate on some effort because these kids need to know um, there are people in the world who don't only want to inspire you and encourage you through the Internet, but it's people in the real world who you can see, who you can touch, who you can pick up a phone and text or call, who can encourage, inspire you, and uh, put people around you to be the great uh, individual you wish to be. Exactly. You know, so I, I definitely appreciate your time and your works, man. It's definitely necessary for the community. And I uh, look forward to having you on again, man. Uh, likewise, Thomas, man. This has been awesome, and I really appreciate the opportunity, man. Yeah, mo- most definitely, man. I'll be in touch. Thank you again. This is the Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. Salute to everybody listening, subscribing, commenting, and uh, engaging with your boy, man. So I appreciate the listen and appreciate you, Mark, once again for coming on the platform. All right, thanks, man. All right, man. Will I ride? Will I ride? Yeah. This ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast. Yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin Cognac and caramel skins with time beard Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it See the bigger picture, no microscopic We the liveest, know you tuned in Yeah we know you tuned in, nothing but a G thing All we missing is juice and gin Tying up the loose ends, we ain't asked for your two cents Special guests every single day and still no new friends Calm down youngin', I know you see that we run it I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming I 
Andre. I ain't talking 3,000. I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it. It's geese. Just say you love it. Uh, this that ain't the red issue like, yeah. Getting G on the mic, one, two, one, two. This that ain't the red issue like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life.